This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. And hello, radio friends. How in the world are you? You doing all right today? Somebody out there saying, don't be so cheerful. (laughs) You don't know how I feel. Well, that's true. I don't. And if I'm cheerful, it's because I'm that kind of a person. Not that I'm unsympathetic with somebody who may be hurting at this very moment. God bless you. When you hurt, you hurt all over, don't you? And uh, you don't need somebody shouting at you and telling you to cheer up. I know that too. I've dropped a few tears in my lifetime. But beloved, it does help when somebody who loves you opens the word of God. And that's yours truly. And here we are with God's word. Titus, the third chapter, winding up our study of that chapter. The last time we got together, we talked about the fact that Paul made plans. It's not unspiritual to plan. But you take God into your plans. I'm looking just now at a letter that was written to us by one of our graduates who graduated and went on to get her doctorate and has been teaching at the college level for a number of years. Both she and her husband uh, have earned doctorates and, and are college teachers. I want to quote from a letter she sent me. The older I get, the more... The nature of what is done for eternity comes into focus. That's quite a phrase, isn't it? The older I get, the more the nature of what is done for eternity comes into focus. All professional non-essentials are scratched. It is a truly liberating feeling. That's quite a mouthful, doctor, and I want to thank you for sending it. You see, what what really matters is to take God into your planning and let eternal issues be in focus. Well, Jesus said it long ago, didn't he? Matthew 6, 33, seek ye what? First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes, let's learn to do our planning with God. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a desired end, his desire and mine. And when they coincide, oh, what blessing. Now, another thing that shows up in these closing verses of the book of Titus is that Paul needed people, appreciated them, and believed in providing for them. He talked of Tychicus and Artemis and Zenos the lawyer and Apollos the silver-tongued orator. And uh, he, he, he spoke with appreciation for them. Timothy, 2 Timothy, is full of references to people, as you know, good and evil. You've got uh, Demas, the, he, he, he left. He wanted the world and its, and its, its goodies. Crescens had a ministry in Galatia. Titus went to Dalmatia. Mark, he said, take Mark and bring him with you, for he's profitable to me. Only Luke, faithful Dr. Luke, was there, dishing out a pill or two uh, when it was needed. Tychicus I sent to Ephesus. He spoke about Carpus, who had been his host, evidently, in Troas. spoke of Alexander the coppersmith, who did him much evil. And he goes down and, and gives greetings to Priscilla and Aquila and Erastus and Trophimus, and who, who he left at Miletus uh, ill, and Eubulus and Pudens and Linus and Claudia. My, the list of friends and loved ones that he gave there. Paul knew, as you and I certainly ought to know, that people are important. And you're not, you're not alone. 
either in your accomplishments or certainly in your failure. When you accomplish something, it's because other people have been working with you for God's glory. And when you fail, other people are desperately hurt by your failure. People. Paul valued people and appreciated them. Paul knew that he needed people, and he believed in making provision for them. Notice what he said. Uh, Well, he said to Titus, you hurry up and come to me at Nicopolis, because I'm going to spend the winter there. Come to me at Nicopolis. Is it any sin to, to want people? You know, we live in such a twisted old world that any time you show any appreciation for anybody, somebody's looking for the, 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 the angle that you might be playing. It's a pity, but that's how the unsaved mind works. No, beloved, I, I've learned long ago that honest love and appreciation is all right. By the grace of God, you can, you can encourage people, you can tell them you appreciate them, and you can just be right straight out in telling them that you need them. As a matter of fact, Benjamin Franklin said, if you want a friend, ask him to do a favor for you. Remember reading that in in Ben Franklin's writings? If you want to make a friend, ask him to do you a favor. It's no sin to need people. It is a sin to manipulate people. There is a vast difference between those two concepts. Oh, he said, Titus, hurry up and come on to me because I'm going to be here all winter long and I need you. Now, needing people has to be balanced by helping to meet other people's needs. Paul was an expert at that. Everywhere he went, he was ministering to the needs of people, wasn't he? Physically as well as spiritually. He brought love offerings from one church to another area that was suffering. And he brought the message of liberation in Christ wherever he went. So your statement of your need for somebody else has to be balanced for your willingness to become vulnerable to their need. Let's look at it from that point of view for a moment. Look at your family, first of all. Those people with whom you live every day and and whom you take, God knows, mostly for granted, have some very real needs, Uh, a very outstanding uh, uh, Christian in our day, has written a book about the fact that while he was busy doing his job and learning verses and getting up at four in the morning to pray and going to meetings and giving his testimony, he was completely ignoring his dear wife. Left her out because he was so busy for God. And their their chance meetings, either uh, social or physical, were, were chance. They, they weren't anything significant, he said. And one day, she said, I want out. I'm numb. I'm dead. Uh, you, you, I'm not in your life at all. And it just it devastated him. He hadn't realized it. He said it took two years to get back at all where he ought to be, but he worked at it. And uh, there is a story for every one of us. Not only husbands and wives, but children and parents. Did you know, Sonny Boy, that although most of your thoughts are taken up with what you want and need in your teenage years, I'm, I'm sure that's true, did you know that mother and daddy have some needs that you could fill? You know, it would be wonderful if you came to your dad and threw your arms around his neck and gave him a hug and say, Dad, I love you. <laughs> 
without, that is, asking him for a buck. <laughs> parents parents generally get to know that when, when children are affectionate, there is an angle. You know, I love you, Daddy. Loan me a dollar. <laughs> but it would be, it, your, your folks long for some genuine, uncalculated expression of, of real love and appreciation. Yet it would mean a lot to Mom if you told her one, one night after dinner, that was a great meal, Mom. You're the best cook in the world. I love you. Well, I tell you, she would, she would savor the taste of that compliment for, for days. You see what I mean? Uh, folks with whom you live, you take them for granted. You take for granted that your clothes are washed and ironed and neatly put away so you can grab them on your way to work or school. You take for granted that, that there's a roof over your head and there's heat in the wintertime and the air conditioner works in the summertime and the lawn is mowed and things are kept shipshape. You take all that for granted, but it, somebody had to do it. And it'd be a very nice thing to say thank you, wouldn't it? So what I'm saying is we need to be aware of other people's need, a need to be recognized, a need to be loved, a need to be appreciated, and a need to be involved. How long has it been since you said, Mom, I think I would like to go to this uh, particular affair. What do you think? You know, we get away from that, don't we? In the process of growing up, you say, I want to be my own person. I want to be me. Well, hey, don't be too quick to cut all of the ties that bind you to that loving association with mother and dad. Yes, they're responsible for you, and sometimes they have to blow the whistle. But, oh, it would be so refreshing to them if you'd involve them in some of your planning. You want to think about that, buddy, daughter? Be helpful, wouldn't it? I think it would. So people people need to be noticed, they need to be appreciated, and they need to become involved in what you're doing. And in that way, you actually minister to some of their needs. Now, I've, I've covered both sides of uh, the subject only in a sketchy fashion, as you know. The, the time goes so quickly, and you can't delve into it. But what I've said to us today, and certainly to my own heart as well as to yours, is that it's not unspiritual to know that you need people and to tell them so. One of the best ways, if you're a supervisor, to get cooperation is just to level with folks and say, I can't do my job without you. And here's what I need from you in order to be successful, all of us as a team. And the same thing is true in a family. The same thing is true in, in a school. The same thing is true in a church, in every relationship of life. Unbend a little and admit that you need somebody else and tell him or her so. And then at the same time, specialize, will you, in helping to meet the needs of other folk. Don't make a federal case of it. Don't come up and say, now, brother, I want to meet any need you have in your life. What is it? Oh, come on. Don't be that way. Nobody wants someone who is officially helpful. Sometimes you ladies are busy in the kitchen and you have company and and the, the other lady comes out and says, now, how may I help? And, and you, you try to be polite, but in your heart, you only wish that she would go and sit down. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> Anybody who is officially helpful is apt to be a nuisance, so watch it. Don't be officious. Just be real and loving and kind and vulnerable, willing 
to feel the hurt of another person's hurt, willing to feel the pressure of another person's burden, willing to acknowledge that like you, they're human and they need some encouragement. Yes, now Paul believed in providing for people in Christian work. He said, bring Zenos, the lawyer, and Apollos on their journey diligently that nothing be wanting. What he was saying to Titus was, you take some offerings for these these fellows. We don't want them to go out broke. We want everything provided for them. People are important, and, and if they are important, you want to provide for them properly. Right? Anybody in Christian work has, uh, has probably had the experience, like the rest of us, in uh, in having people uh, give him the minimum, you know. Well, we'd like to give you more, brother, but uh, the church roof needs repairing, and we've had a lot of bills, and so here it is. Missionaries get this, evangelists get it, and all the rest of us have gotten it from time to time. It's distressing. Don't sting on God's people if they're if you're helping them do some piece of work. If you're equipping a missionary, don't give him a second-hand car, give him a new one. If you're helping an evangelist, don't give him a stingy little uh, offering. I had one love offering many years ago that was taken. The man said, now, I know that all of us have bills to pay, so you're not going to give very much in paper money, but I want you to give all the silver that you have in your pocket. (laughs) I thought, oh, great day. (laughs) Well, uh, so be, be faithful to people. If you're helping to meet their needs in equipping them, people are important and they need to be provided for properly. Amen? <laughs> well, one more thought is coming up the next time we get together, and we'll wait for that. Dear Father today, help us to value people, help us to be a blessing to people, and help us, Lord God, to work together with people to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.